Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! Good evening, everybody. My name is Tom. I'll be hosting uh, the show tonight. Uh, This is the Reckless Speculation Podcast, and uh, we got an action-packed show for you tonight. Uh, Obviously, this is the college football kickoff, and we're going to get into this Michigan scandal. It seems like every day there's more and more information coming out, Uh, so we're going to hit you up with the latest news out of that. Um. Some changes at USC. We got our main man, Raj Mehta, here to talk some USC football. What's going to happen here? Is it a little too little too too late, or can they salvage the season? Uh, Big win in the final bedlam. Oklahoma State takes takes down Oklahoma. So uh, that series, unfortunately, is coming to an end due to Oklahoma heading into the SEC next season. So we're going to hit on that. Uh, Maybe one of the the most – uh, hottest teams in the country that no one's really talking about, the Arizona Wildcats. Jed Fish has got those boys playing really good, so we're going to hit on that and see what the possibilities of you know, where they could go in the Pac-12. Can they compete? So we'll talk about that. And obviously yesterday the college football playoffs rankings came out, and um, you know, there's the there was no movement. It was the same as last week. So we're going to give our opinions if they get it right, and we're going to give you our – top five. So I'm going to start off the show today with with a quick question, and it it does definitely um, have relevance to the college football playoffs. And and I'll pose a question. I'll bring in the guys for the answer. And uh, and I'll start with uh, Brandon here. Um, Brandon, welcome. How are we doing tonight? Doing great, man. Doing great. So I'll pose the same question to all the other guys. if Alabama wins the SEC championship, do you think that they would get put in the playoff over Texas? Mm. I've gone back and forth on this one. Um, it's really hard to put a Big 12 team in into this top four in this playoff. Uh I, I would think the committee will somehow put them in there because it's almost impossible to leave the SEC out of the the top four in, in the playoffs. Like just the revenue, the the fan base. Like I mean, it just it seems asinine to me. Um, and you know, we all know in college. I mean, teams get better as the, the season goes on. So if that's the case and you have Georgia so high up and they beat that team, like I'm always one for, if you beat a team that's ranked in that position, you should at least take that position. 
right? Yeah, so, sure, um, sure. I, I can see that. And also, when you lose matters, I think, when it right. comes to that. For sure. Robbie Davis, what's up, my friend? How are you? Well, hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing fine. And I'll pose the same question with you guys, uh, for you. Um, Alabama wins the SEC title. Do they get put in over Texas? Yes, 100%. Um, well, one, because theoretically, if they win the SEC title, they have beaten Auburn, they have beaten Georgia and or Tennessee, and they've beaten Ole Miss, LSU. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I hate to be conspiracist of this thing, but the college football playoff is not going to let the SEC champion not be in there. Mm-hmm. I, They're I, just I not. Agree. I agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah, I mean – Texas could have a good year, but their 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 win against Alabama looks great, but they lost yeah. Oklahoma, who had lost Oklahoma State. So their loss is going to keep looking worse. Look, you can justify like 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 the outcome is determinative, and then they'll just justify the means of making it sure make sense. Yeah. But timing, like Tom said, early in the season makes a big deal, right? Yeah. That, so. Yep. So we're going to bring in our next host, and we're glad he made it tonight. We're, we're happy to have him. It's been a couple shows. Um, where are you at? Ah, there it goes. Raj, what's up, buddy? What's happening? I got to admit, man, when it comes to college football, I'm not my usual encyclopedic. Yes, I just said that about myself. <laughs> Self-proclaimed uh, ordinary being. I am very disenchanted with all things football, and you'll find out why. Taylor Swift reference. I like it. Drop the ball. I have no idea how that's a Taylor Swift reference, but anyways, I guess I'm okay. Only Robbie would. So I'll ask you the same question. Disenchanted to meet you. If if the S if the if Alabama wins the SEC, <clears throat> are they in over Texas? They are, unfortunately. Um if they both continue to have one loss, I think it comes down to, well, aside from Alabama being Alabama, which we all discussed and everyone knows, uh, it's going to come down to when the loss happened. And like you guys said, you know, I think they'll rationalize that this was game two with a brand new quarterback on the road in a close game, late score made it a 10 point game. Whereas as of right now, Texas losing to OU, um, you know, neutral field, but then like Robbie said, OU's lost to, to Kansas and and to Oklahoma State back to back. So which loss is worse? And sure, ironically enough, <laughs> it would be hilarious, but it, it's happened before. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it wouldn't be hilarious or shocking, come to think of it, because that's the NCAA, a microcosm of the NCAA. For sure, for sure. The business first, yeah. boys. It's a business first. Oh, undoubtedly. Well, undoubtedly. well, well. In Tom's scenario, the SEC champions is just not getting left out. They're just not like, mm-hmm. not no. with this committee. Not yeah. with this committee. Never, never. So we're gonna jump right into it. Down the street from me in Ann Arbor, the scandal, the Connor. Stallions 
gate will say, uh, there he is right there in the lower left. Uh, he, he's watching and, our podcast. Let's uh, he might be. He might be. If he's smart, he, he is. I mean, if anyone's smart, they're, they're watching the Reckless Speculation podcast. But, I mean, this – I like to call it a fiasco because that's what it is. That's what it's become. Um, it's it's kind of embarrassing at this point. You have so many um, experts, so many people giving their opinions, so many unnamed sources. Who knows what to believe, who to believe, what network to believe? It just it's says the it, Michigan it, fan. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just it's really crazy. But um, you know the Petiti, <laughs> the new commissioner. Uh, of the Big Ten, I don't envy him at all. He's been on the job for eight months, uh, and this is probably the worst case scenario he could could have been put in, you know, right out the in his first year. So he was in Ann Arbor this week and had a meeting with uh, the university president Santa Ono. Yes, that's right, that's his name, Santa Ono. Um, and basically, Ono said, "Listen, you, we're not gonna, you know." do anything we're not going to agree to anything word on the street was Petiti was looking for two games suspension for hardball and, and ono was like absolutely not not going to happen um some more information uh again whether it's true or not came out that said ohio state and um rutgers had been working with Purdue last year giving Michigan signs and schemes and whatnot to help them in the Big Ten Championship. Of course, those allegations were feuded. Word on the street, again, who knows what's real and what's not, is Michigan has the proof, has given it to the NCAA. Um, So we'll get into it. The schools seem like they want action taken now with Michigan suspension Um, there's been calls for vacated wins, banning them from the big 10 championship. Um, Brandon, I'll start with you. Um, Would a quick suspension here, would that create more of a problem? Um, Seeing that Michigan claims that they have proof of other schools doing similar things. And would this open up kind of a, kind of a Pandora's box within the conference? Two-part question. First part, this is complete bullshit. Like, I mean, you cannot, like, they're not guilty until proven innocent. Like, what is, what are we doing here? Um, what? That's right, Robbie. Stop yeah. checking my facts here. So you're uh, not, you can't be proven innocent. You're innocent to proven guilty. Yeah, well, well, in, in the social media days, you're... Well, you can be guilty. proven innocent also. But yeah. if you're that's guilty... What, that's what I said. You, you're I know, innocent if you're, to proven guilty. But if they're claiming you guilty till proven innocent, that was correct wording, actually. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. Anyway, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a it's a thing. Uh, no, so it, it's just like it's a witch hunt. It, it seems at this point. Now, uh, you know, I don't know what, like you said, what's true, what's not. It's like watching the real news. Who knows what's fake? Who knows what's real? Yeah. Like you just don't know. Like it's 
somehow, you know, being first to like get the news out is, is better than actually being factual. So, um, it's, it's a, uh, it's a BS call in my opinion. Um, everyone still signs. This is all going to go away next year when they put earpieces in, mm. in everyone's helmet and you like hope. NFL and high school. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's got, it's got to happen. Like mm -hmm. NCAA, the NCAA has almost zero power at this point, but um, that's a change they need to, to implicate quickly. Uh, so this doesn't happen again. But again, I think it's somewhat of a witch hunt. Who cares? Like, all right. So what if there's still in your signs, you still got to line up and play. So mm -hmm. like I said, I mean, it doesn't being a, a Buckeye fan, you know, I'd love to see Michigan burn, but not like this. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Dion said it best uh, last week. He said, "You know what? Um, you can know the signs, but you still got to play." Yeah. He said, "When it, but if if, if in baseball, I know a curveball's coming." And his quote was, "I got you." But with football, it's it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. Uh, sure. Pardon the pun. Um, Raj, this it it, it seems like. The quote I keep hearing back and forth is it everyone's doing it. It happens all the time. So with this investigation that's kind of like digging into this program, do you see other conferences now uh, kind of following the lead of the Big Ten and looking into other schools? Uh, say SEC, you know, Georgia wants to uh, dig in a little dirt against Alabama. I mean, is this the direction we're headed uh, with, you know, what we're seeing unfold with the Big Ten? Uh, no, I, I think that's rationalizing. Um, even the everyone does it thing. Nobody's fucking stupid enough to use electronics to do so. And in season, it's a clear rule of violation of NCA bylaws. There are a million other ways to do this, whether somebody not on staff, not on payroll, not paid for by the university, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a blatant violation. Um, sure, people do it, but you know, even if you send, you know, a son of a booster or whatever, they're just watching the game. They are not actually sponsored financially and otherwise by the university. Yahoo Sports, when it comes to investigative journalism, is is the best of all of the services. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And Michigan must have done something obvious enough um, for this to happen. I agree, execution is entirely different, but I think they should get more than just a slap on the wrist for being fucking dumb. Obviously, people knew it was happening. And it's not hard to go back and see, as reportedly multiple Big Ten schools did, going back to seeing where tickets were and seeing, if not the kid, then somebody else in that seat videotaping the entire game on a phone. Um, so based on stupidity alone, I think they should get some kind of – the in-season punishment would be would – be, uh, unprecedented but i guess we'll have to see i just i can't believe somebody and, and you know some that lives by the the black letter law so to speak a, a hardline guy like harbaugh who knows pro and college um and, and is really brilliant to do something so stupid yeah i mean and, and i'm not going to be naive to think that you know he didn't know or whatnot because it, it, who knows? He he may have known, and if he did know and he was allowing it, then the punishment should 
should um, definitely follow it. You know, it, it, something should be done with it. Um, he said he has no knowledge. He said so officially. Uh, yeah. He could be. I think he is lying to the NCAA. And Robbie, you're, you're up next. I think Bruce Pearl did that, and that's kind of why he got fired, and why Auburn now has a basketball program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to you, Robbie, with with kind of a hypothetical. Um, as I stated earlier, there's speculations left and right, and this is the name of the show, Reckless Speculation. So, my question to you is. Uh, if another school paid a private investigating firm, hypothetically, to kind of dig up dirt, to maybe even hack into a school's uh, computer systems, what are the legal ramifications with that? Say they get caught. Is, 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 will that school get punished or are we dipping into kind of some muddy waters there? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're talking about high level federal crimes of digging into university students social security numbers gpa like i mean if you're talking about hacking into school systems you're talking about high level federal crimes and, and uh, it, I'll, I'll interrupt you yeah. briefly um our good buddy rich his fiance works at the university and in August, there was a major breach amongst the whole computer network, and nothing has ever been said out of that. So I wonder if um, there's something to be said with that. But um, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, that yes, there yes, was yes. a there was a huge breach within the University of Michigan uh, computer system. Yeah, and and there are accidental breaches. There's a, there's some, you know software updates that aren't up to code but then there's there's attacks or cyber attacks and those are yeah high high level federal crimes but to go back just a little bit about michigan about the investigation look there's forks in the road right like you do the right thing or you do the wrong thing and there there are either there's either consequences or there's not and i've are we going to get into the legal side of this Michigan versus Big Ten debate later? Or should I go into it now? I mean, we can we can get into it later as the story yeah. unfolds. Yeah, but it, but it's just like so, like the Big Ten and Michigan. Michigan, assume let's just assume facts. Or let's assume allegations are true. Michigan's down one way. The Big Ten is now pinned on what they're going to do, and then. But as your institutional members, do you do you want the precedent of saying, hey, punish them for allegations before the NCAA comes in? Because what happens if it's, oh, hey, it's not sign stealing. It's I, I don't the NCAA rules are you know in flux anyways. But let's say it's something like, oh, grade changing what they did at UNC. Oh, you're going to remove them from the Big Ten championship. Um I mean, if I'm the Big Ten, if I'm the Big Ten, and let's say Michigan beats Ohio State, I'm saying I'm suspending Harbaugh for the Big Ten championship, knowing they're going to win anyways. <laughs> and then I've checked that box against Iowa. <laughs> yeah, against Iowa, I've checked that box. Michigan still goes on, and I've just kind of made everyone a little bit happy. Yeah. Well. Uh, 
So right before we went on, I, w- I was on Twitter and, and Michigan kind of gave their response and, and it was expected, you know, plausible deniability. Um, you know, they're, they're saving face and, and, and you expect that they're, they're going to do that because, um, you know, they're, they're, they're getting raked at this point. Um, so obviously each day there's, there's more light and, um, I don't see this thing ending anytime soon. Of course, well, Michigan well, Tom, has a Tom, huge. Tom, let me ask you a question real quick because in the uh, Michigan radio, <laughs> is Michigan more worried about the Big Ten or the NCAA? I think the Big Ten because yeah, the NCAA hasn't made an effort. They haven't really said anything. Um, but it's it's really hard to gauge. Local radio here is there's we have one radio station, one sports station. In the first half of the day, they're they're Michigan slappies, and in the afternoon drive, it's two guys, Michigan State grads, that do nothing but bash Michigan and Detroit sports. It's it's ridiculous. So, it, the, to get the pulse of where people are, where the fans are, I mean, it's it's divided, and and I suppose that's to be expected. So. Well, um, you, you have your Michigan fans that are saying they didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, Michigan state fans saying they need the death penalty. I just think, I just think it's, it's just, it's, it's hyperbole on both sides. And, well, and, I, and, I, and I shared this with uh, the group text today. Um, just did a little bit of research. I'm not a Michigan law expert, but my review of the legal system in uh, what's the county in Ann Arbor? It's uh, uh, which is which saw Livingston? Oh, oh Washtenaw, 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 Washtenaw County. The judge that's going to hand handle the temporary injunctions is a Michigan grad, and then they Big Ten will try to move to federal court to get into Indianapolis, and then it will not but. Long story, bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. Long story short, it will not be resolved before the end of the year. No. And so they're talking about legal battles. It makes it everything look ugly. And mm-hmm. I don't think either side wants that. No, no. And interesting, uh, there was a letter written uh, signed by 11 members of the Michigan House of Representatives, uh, nine of which were uh, graduates of the University of Michigan, sent to uh, Tony Petiti, basically uh, – uh, trying to avoid any situation. It's just, to me, it, it it's too much outside noise getting involved. And it's, you know, the problem at hand is just, it's, we're, we're losing it all. Um, so we'll, we'll knock this one out real quick around the table. Brandon, do you see any punishment being handed down this year? I don't see that happening. Like, to Robbie's point, um, I think it's just going to be drawn up in court way too long, and you can't you can't just you know go off allegations and try and punish someone mid season or in season because of what you think happened. I mean, investigation has to play out. Now, if it's found that they were at fault and everything is true, blah blah blah, then yeah, you know throw the hammer to him, whatever. But as of now, like 
there's so much BS going on. Like, mm-hmm. just let them play football right now and let them, whoever's investigating, let them do their thing. And then, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out at the end. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Play football right now. Raj, what's, what's your take? Do you see uh, a punishment being handed out this year, even before the NCAA gets involved? No, for exactly that reason that the conference and Harbaugh's attorney, um, even people in the conference have questioned the Big Ten's authority to punish him. Uh, on top of that, the NCAA, I do think they will be punished. I'm, it's a curious time, though, that with, you know, the benchmark program, sorry, Brandon, but really they are in the Big Ten. And now you have an entirely new Big Ten next year with four editions, and you're competing against another super conference. And you want arguably your marquee product being unable to participate. Um, so we'll see. I, I do think there will be a response. I don't think this is all smoke. Uh, the extent of that response is up to the NCAA and they were business in the end. So again, considering super conferences, this being the marquee program along with Ohio state that are in the top five every year. Um, I think they would lose a considerable amount of money both the Big Ten and the NCAA, but uh, they should be punished, yes, in my opinion. Robbie, same question. Uh, yeah, Roz just hit on it. Money, in the legal field, we call it damages. <laughs> if Michigan was to prevail on a lawsuit oh, against wow. the Big Ten for missing out on the Big Ten championship, the semifinals and the playoffs and that revenue – when the Big Ten is bringing in the Pac-12 teams or Pac-10, whatever they're called now, those teams, that's a lot of uncertainty that the Big Ten just doesn't want on their table. And like, yeah, you, you don't want that. The 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 big, the, 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 the first year commissioner is in a bad spot. Um, but yeah, you don't want to play stupid games and win stupid prizes. Yeah, could be damaging. Yeah. <laughs> and from from what I've read, uh, networks have already reached out to uh, the conference. Uh, my guess it would be Fox or even NBC about because one of the things mentioned was uh, a TV ban. And uh, when you take away, you know, your number one revenue maker. Uh, from a from a deal that was worth billions of dollars, I think the networks would not be happy uh, in that regard. No, so, no, no. Yeah, there's so many behind the scenes things that the public is unaware of that, that's well, going on. That's yeah. how these deals get done in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're not a commissioner of college sports. This is how these things happen. Like right, like it's. And money, money steers all of it. So there's yeah. going to be some big swingers involved in all these decisions. So oh, you're exactly you know that, right. Like you know that's for sure. So I don't know about Michigan being the marquee program. They've only beat <laughs> us twice in the last 15 years. Like, come on, we're the marquee program. Now, Tennessee's right? won a championship since Michigan's won a championship. Talking about championships, all-time win-loss, bowl records. I hate to say it, man, but it's the maize and blue. I will stay mute on Who that. invited topic? Raj? It was better without him. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm we impartial, are... man. I am impartial. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to another program that, man, oh, man, 
has kind of gone in the no, wrong direction. We <laughs> we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Raj involved in this one. Uh, I'm sure he's been that. looking forward to this big time. So Raj is ready for to be the punching bag here. U- USC uh, fires their defensive coordinator. Alex Grinch seems um, a little bit a uh, little too late at this point. Uh, the damage has been done, but nonetheless, they make a move. Um, Raj, I, what is your take on this? You're the our USC guy. We, you and I, uh, were in South Bend watching Notre Dame and USC, and and uh, I didn't see you after the game, even though your buddies were literally like five rows behind us. I uh, noticed that in the fourth quarter. I look, I turned around, and all your buddies were back there. I was looking for you, but I didn't see you. But um. I could have been searching for the highest ledge. I, um, I, that was my exact words to uh, uh, my brother-in-law. Or Bill. Capri Suns uh, and vodka. <laughs> I was going to say it was late for the second half, but yeah. uh, I was most concerned about where to find liquor because they don't serve inside Notre Dame Stadium, and I found out that morning because um, I knew it was going to be rough. I knew right away, so I made sure we were packing heat. Yo, you were, you were. That's for sure. But uh, what do you make of this move? Uh, is this maybe a last-ditch effort for uh, Lincoln Riley to maybe even save his skin? No, I, I think he – we couldn't believe we being 90% of Trojan nation, the Trojan family, that he brought him back for this season. It's evident since 2019 that Riley has had loyalties to Alex Grinch, who was a complete dipshit. I fucking hate him. I don't, I was trying not to swear as much. (laughs) We all have hated him since October 15th last year when they had no business losing to a Utah team, putting up 43 points in that game. You knew right away. It's a three, three, five that he runs. It's a joke of a defense, a gimmick defense filled with gimmicky players. And, you know, basically for those that don't know, uh, you know, essentially it's supposedly high risk, high reward. You know, earlier in the season, USC has given up 50 points per game, but they were top 10 in tackles for loss and sacks. Who gives a shit? Um, you know, they had the personnel this year. Uh, like I've said before, you know, you need more than like Dion one or two years to build a program and especially in the trenches. And they did really well in the portal. They had the personnel to do, you know, four, three, three, four, just a standard base defense with the three, three, one, there's usually three down linemen, maybe two, sometimes even one down lineman. And you wonder why USC was 120th in the nation in fucking rushing defense. But the idea being you're going to have stand up guys and interchangeable parts, almost like uh, you don't know where the rush is coming from. Uh, smaller personnel, quicker. Again, it's a gimmick defense that he's always run that has cost Riley at Oklahoma and this year tremendously because they are wasting a generational talent. He, Caleb Williams is a generational talent. Make no mistake about it. And this idiot has wasted his talents. And, you know, that Notre Dame game, you know, they weren't physical enough. Notre Dame was smarting after losing to Louisville. USC Mm -hmm. loses that game. But I assure you, if Grinch is not here, not only do they probably run the table last year, but they have only one loss, that they beat Utah at home and they beat 
Washington that, you know, you score 42 points at home, you better not fucking lose. And yeah. that joke of a defense, you know, the last thing I'll say is, Dylan, you know, we we knew it's just like you're helpless. It's a levy and when it's when's it going to break? But mm-hmm. I read that Dylan Johnson, who had like not even that many yards on the season, had 100 yards before contact. <laughs> 100 yards before contact. Yeah, it's a reaction that's a problem defense and again they have the personnel and he has ruined a season the season is fucking over everyone knows it this move came about a year and a half too late so i'm gonna get into caleb williams here in a minute but i there's been a lot of rumors and and you know how rumors are and this is reckless speculation but there's been a lot of rumors of lincoln riley being tied to maybe going to Vegas um, or another uh, NFL position. Do you think, do you think that he makes the jump to the NFL or do you think he sticks it out with USC? USC has a lot invested in him and I couldn't imagine um, him leaving. I certainly don't think they're going to fire him, but um, do you see him? Being the, the 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 coach of the future at your program. Yeah. I mean, anything else like going pro would entirely be reckless speculation. Yeah. I had not even heard that. Um, if anything, now's the chance to show with a regular defense, get a power coordinator. Because what coordinator doesn't want to go to USC right now? And, you know, you got nothing to lose. There's only one way to go, and that's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're going to get a power name and – Again, the only sad part being Caleb Williams will be gone um, unless a miracle occurs. But no, Lincoln Riley loves L.A. L.A. loves him. This is not his fault except for his loyalty to that idiot. And I can't see him going anywhere ever according to the university, maybe on his terms. But, you know, the the Raiders definitely are, are looking for an old man, not some kid coach anymore. So. No, I hope not, but you never know, I guess. I'll come back to you with Caleb Williams. I want to ask uh, Brandon and, and Robbie, and I'll start with Brandon. Uh, Raj mentions generational talent. Um, what I saw at Notre Dame, I, I don't know if that was conducive to, to, to him per se. He was under duress the whole game. He had no offensive line. So it, it may have been, you know, uh, a, a hiccup, we'll say. But, Brandon, what is your take as somebody, you know, outside looking in? The last three weeks with Caleb Williams has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, his emotions getting getting the best of him. Uh, what is your take on, on, on his abilities and where he might end up? Um, athletically, he's, I mean – Top notch for sure. We all we all can see that. I mean, just from the eye test. Um, Decision making has been somewhat questionable in the last few games. Uh, Notre Dame game for sure, and everyone deserves. You know, you have bad games, you have bad days. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Um, you see all these pros: Mahomes, Allen, you know, Burrow, all these guys. They all have bad days, and and that happens. Um, to, 
I just haven't yet this season, like seen him really take the team on his back and, and, you know, propel that win. Now, maybe that is lost in me because the defense has been so bad lately. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe he, you know, was, was in that direction and just needed a couple more stops. So it, it's, I still think he is a phenomenal quarterback, phenomenal player. Um, I don't think he's going to win the Heisman again because of all, all the stuff surrounding him and what's going on. But uh, still, I, I mean, a, a, like Rosh said, I mean, a generational talent for sure in the right system, in the right place. I mean, this dude can flourish in the NFL. Yeah. Robbie, you know, I mentioned maybe his emotions and, and, and he's a different cat. He paints his nails and he does that as an homage to his mother. And I, I can respect that. Um, I know he's taken a lot of heat for that. There's been a lot of sports uh, talking heads that have given him a lot of flack about painting his nails and, and, you know what? The, the the guy does it. He has a reason. He has a why. And it's nobody else's business. But do you think that comes into play when you're dealing with somebody, high-profile athlete? Um, do you think maybe some of that outside noise can affect a performance? And and obviously the last three weeks, um, a lot of outside noise is, has, has gotten in the way of what really – how big of a talent he is. Uh, does it get in the way of a player? I don't think so. I think that you're confident enough to do that and you believe in yourself and you're, you're rolling with that in, uh, in your own mind. Now to, to expand on that, does it matter to the NFL owners? Yes, I do think it does. Now, for better or worse, obviously, I think for worse, but they, they, look, let's be honest. The NFL is 32 owners that are rich white males that don't like controversy, they don't like nail painting, they don't like Allen Iverson type (laughs) people, like they don't like that. Um, I think Caleb Williams' biggest problem, though, is... Like I like the emotion. I'm an emotional person. Um, I get. I, I I want you to. I want it to hurt when you lose. Um, whether you cry in the locker room or you crying with your parents or you cry with your teammates, I don't think it matters. I mean, I I, I want it to be emotional. Um, but with that being said, I mean, uh, I don't think his draft stock gets hurt all that much. I, I mean, my thing. I think his dra- if his draft top gets hurt gets hurt at all, it's just he's a running quarterback and he's gonna make plays that you can make in college you can't make in the NFL. And that'd be my only knock on him. Uh, I think he's I think he's a he's I mean, by all accounts a good kid. Uh, and then quickly going back to the Lincoln Riley stuff, um, I wasn't asked about this, but I think Lincoln Riley's safe, but I think Washington, Oregon, Utah for sure are better programs than, than USC right now. Arizona, 
Oregon State are looking really good. Uh, this defensive hire is huge for USC. Yeah, and and no, and and, and one more thing: no team is getting after Lincoln Riley in the, from the NFL. None. No. Fair enough. No. Fair enough. I'm going to show this video, and then I'm going to come to you, Raj, with a question. Dang it! Where's it at? Uh, this one. Williams. Uh, jumping up and yeah. laying in the arms of family there. Yeah. Tough night. Battled. Sure did. He knows the reality of what yeah. a third loss means. That's tough. But as brilliant as this two years will be in L.A., it's not going to result in a Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Played well. Led, led his team. Did all he could. Just came up a bit short. This is part of the game. I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows. I don't know what I like. You know, we lost the game. Uh, something to work hard for. Throughout months, years, to have big games like this, try and go win, play your best. Um, each and every one of us. Um, we came out with the loss today. So emotionally, I want to go home and I want to lay with my dog. That's emotions that that you really don't see with a lot of athletes today. Um, with the way social media is, uh, the way sports talk radio and podcasting is, um, these kids get eaten alive. And like I said earlier, he's he's really been taking a lot of heat for essentially wearing his emotions on his sleeve. Um, unbiased opinion Raj you mentioned generational talent and I tell you what he did last year was incredible uh, his athletic ability his ability to throw on the run across his body I mean that's not you, you can't take that away from him that's God-given talent okay a NFL GM sees that kind of if anything, that press conference in his his reaction, his answer in that situation. I want to go and cuddle with my dog and watch shows. Unbiased opinion. What do what would an average NFL general manager think about that situation? I mean, I think they wouldn't give a shit. I mean, unless you're kind of an old meathead, which a lot of the fans are that are Giving him, I mean, I'm not biased, obviously, or unbiased rather, but I just see a kid. I, I know a lot about him, right? And so will they. That, you know, he started in, I think, fifth grade, getting up at 5 a.m. every morning, the 5 a.m. club with his dad, and wanting to be and proclaiming he will be a, you know, a first round number one overall, like an NFL quarterback. Um, no one's worked harder than he has, like literally 5 a.m. since then. Yeah, it is an homage to his mom who, uh, you know, basically put him to where he is today by her working and in a nail salon. Um, I, you know, I had not seen that video, to be honest with you. Um, I have had to walk away since the end of that Washington game. Um, just so frustrating, again, watching his talents wasted. 
Um, the convulsions were, I could have done without, to be honest with you, but that's just Mm -hmm. my, my robot head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think it is better than seeing his eyes cry like Tebow's did. Uh, but in the end, Tim Tebow was a first round draft pick and Caleb Mm -hmm. Williams is a hundred times that. And I think real people will know that, that he put so much into this, you know, back to his days at OU coming uprooting his entire family, all the sacrifices made a program coming, you know, with, from nothing. Uh, he didn't know what he was getting into. Um, you know, a leader from day one, obviously uh, a guy who doesn't sleep. We just, everything football. And I think it obviously just all poured out because he knew the season's fucking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. You don't, sure. you know, it's your third loss. It's a team. They know they could have beat Washington. They knew they would have and should have beat Washington. And he did every single thing he could and has done so. And with a shitty offensive line and shitty defense, in spite of that, he's done so much. And I think he, it just all hit him in that moment on national television that he was with his mom. And like, you could tell he had no control over what was happening. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I think if, you know, chauvinistic, misogynistic males, you know, we think, you know, I'd probably laugh at the convulsions uh, if it wasn't my guy. But I think anyone that knows anything about football saw a kid that pours his heart and wants to win, you know, more more badly, more badly than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, I think this will be forgotten or should be, but I think by most accounts, a lot of people can relate to how he felt after that game. Yeah. I got to say something real quick too. You know, this whole nail painting thing and, and all this has got blown up about, you know, putting focus on that. Mm -hmm. The homage is obviously to his mother. All right. So uh, no one knows what, is really going on and and what you do things for and and he is he doesn't give a shit though he doesn't give a shit and he's setting a stand like he doesn't care what people think and in the outside world and and everyone to just throw judgment and and they have no idea what's going on like i mean i've gone to work literally with my nails painted because my daughter painted the night before and i completely forgot about it <laughs> it just you walk into I'm walking into a client and I got like nail polish. I mean, you just know what's going on. It's what I'm saying. Like, but you do it for her. You did it for her. Yeah, I let her paint my nails, and you know, she tried to curl my hair. I don't have a whole a really long hair. You know, she's like trying to do like shut the hell up and like I mean, own it. People, just own yeah, it. just like people just throw judgment so quickly and. Yep. It's just such it's, bullshit, it, dude. It's and social media. Figure, you know, it comes with the territory. Uh, yeah, you know, when you're in the spotlight, you're going to get, yeah. Some, everyone wants well, to knock you down. Yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to knock the guy down, but yeah. no, I agree entirely. But that's the thing about him is he does not give a shit no, at all what you think. It, it was well, like well, one thing. Go ahead, Go ahead Oh, yeah. I will say, though, if I'm a GM and I'm looking at Caleb Williams, I do have to call him in and all I have to do, I, I do have to talk to him about what does it feel like to lose? 
and because how he's going to wherever he goes because he's going to be NFL losing. is not high school it is not college you will have especially if you're a yeah. draft pick you may be 3 and 15 or 3 mm-hmm. and whatever the 3 and 14 so you have to be able to handle to lose like that 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 that's my concern i don't care you about can. the painting yeah. i don't care about but anything. you also i would rather see someone show the emotions Oh yeah, no, like no, that no. when you do lose, and then be like, "All yeah. right, let's get." Yeah, to no, work. I'm just like, saying. I'm just saying you can't you can't lose yourself out of the league. Sure, and he yeah. hasn't, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he's been emotional, and you know all this other stuff going on, but um, it's it's definitely been more of the defensive side. I mean, yeah, it, well, no his question. Notre Dame game was obviously his worst, but um, he was running for that, his life. Out, outside of that, he's been. I mean, he dude is. he's going to be awesome in the NFL. And, you know, if an NFL owner, you know, tries to combat that with just the eye test and talent and what he can do and, and his emotions. And I I guarantee if you interview his teammates, they're all good at bat. Well, well, if I I was Caleb Williams agent, I would just be like, Hey, see CJ Stroud. Yeah. 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 That's true. He yeah. he took a lot of heat. He yeah. that the whatever test tank the test and, and yeah, there was like, a lot. No, he, of, he, he got the worst against Georgia. That's yeah. all you need to see. That was the yeah. world class defense. Like he just lit. Like yeah, I don't care if you the know twenty what twenty one what time Rose two Bowl. trains will meet in Omaha going from west coast to east coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah or you know that's a like, great point because I when I'm you not get put proud. in a test like that too, like. Yeah. You know, it's not football. It's like completely different than football. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but uh, too many people judge that and they make determinations based on that, which is wrong. And 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 to me, I'm old school. And I'll quote uh, Kirk Herbstreit last night, the ranking show. Um, people want to look at analytics and this and that. He goes, I tend to just watch, use my eyes, and watch yeah. the games. Um, I, yeah, Tom. I you think should, I, you, you should come down to our fantasy football draft next year, and I'll explain. I'll, I'll show you okay. in motion okay. how this anti-analytics well, works. How's Money your season going, Rob? That's uh, we just know. turned. <laughs> we just took a U-turn, but um, we're gonna do something new. Reckless speculation, fellas. Um, we're gonna take a commercial break. Oh, so geez. with that being said, we'll be right back. Have you or someone you know been involved in an accident, is about to go through a divorce, or needs to file bankruptcy? There's only one law firm to call, Davis, Kessler & Davis. Whether in Chattanooga, Winchester, or anywhere else in the volunteer state, they are the preferred law firm that gets results. Call them today at 423-267-7000 or visit them online at daviskessler.com. Are you thinking of building your dream house or maybe remodeling your existing residence? Look no further than C&W Construction. They are the premier home construction company in the greater Nashville area. Whether a new build or backyard oasis, they can get it done. Become the envy of all your friends and neighbors. Call C&W Construction at 931-636-3535 and get started today. 
Welcome back, guys. Uh, hey, if you, hey, if you get rear-ended by a tractor trailer, you can afford one of those pools Brandon can build you. <laughs> yeah, or if you get Toons' uh, If you're going to you know, drown from wrongful, being paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. Wrongful conviction. Um, so we're, we're coming up against it here. So we're going to go kind of rapid fire here with the next topics. Um, yeah. Bedlam, the final Bedlam, Oklahoma State pulls it off. 27-24, um, basically sets them up right now. They're sitting number two in the Big 12. Uh, real quick, we'll go round table. Do they have a chance uh, to compete for the Big 12 championship against – I mean, as it stands right now, they'd play Texas. Uh, do they have a chance? We'll start with you, Brandon. Nope. <laughs> quick and to Is the it, point. I love quick, quick rapid fire. No, I don't think they do. Okay, Robbie, what, what what do you think? Do you think they have a, a, a snowball's chance in Hades? Um, yeah, they're going to beat Texas and they'll do a rematch and see who wins that game, yes. Ooh, ooh. Well, that would definitely uh, put some intrigue into it. You're talking sure, about Oklahoma going State? Into the, okay. Yeah, Oklahoma State's going to beat Texas. Ooh, that's, that's a good speculation. Uh, and Raj is shaking his head in agreement. Um, what is your take? I think anytime you got a kid that right now is my Heisman winner in Ollie Gordon, you've got a chance. This is a kid who's averaged 186 yards over his last like five, six games. He gets stronger as the game goes on. He is a prototypical monstrous running back, um, you know, averaging seven yards per carry over that five, six games. He had a, a last six games, 1,115 yards in six games. Uh, already, yeah, exactly. Um, already at 1224, 12 TDs on the ground. He's averaging seven yards per touch. And this is a big back in a big conference. He is next level. Um, as long as Bowman doesn't make mistakes like he did against OU, uh, he didn't throw for any touchdowns, but he doesn't have to throw for any picks either. Um, they got a shot with that team and, and that defense, and they're getting better. So, yeah, with Ollie Gordon, I think you have a shot to beat anyone. Perfect, perfect. And I just put the graphic up, Bedlam. Uh, 1904 was the first game. Uh, Oklahoma State with a 91-19-7 and seven, uh, series win. It's a shame, and this is kind of the byproduct of, of uh, conference expansion. I do see uh, – I would expect sometime down the road – they would, uh, you know, kind of reignite that that rivalry. I'm sure that both fan bases would be uh, ripe for that. So that'll be something to look forward to. And and, and another team that's <laughs> uh, right now is is definitely not being talked about enough. Jed Finch, a former Michigan offensive coordinator, ironically enough, he's got that that team playing really really well. Three straight top twenty wins. They had the bye week last week. Uh, Raj, I'll start with you. You're our Pac-12 guy. Uh, they're ranked 21 right now, uh, and they've kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, what is your stance? Do you do you think that they might have a chance to kind of work their way up into the conversation at least for Pac-12? Yeah, it, it turns out that game I went to when I left the Dodgers getting smoked at the playoffs for USC <laughs> – when they were up like 43 to 10 and it final 43, 41, that was USC's best win of the year. Uh, I saw a much better team than I've seen in the past. 
Did I see them rolling through the last three, like you show right there on the graphic, um, and really hammering those teams defensively as well? No, I did not. Um, really, it comes down to this team. Uh, you know, when Jaden Delora, the gunslinging quarterback, got hurt, uh, Noah Fafita stepped in. Now, Noah Fafita is from a powerhouse, all-boys school in Orange County, Servite, uh, who does lose to Modern Day every year. Uh, and you know who else is from there is Totora McMillan, their best player and best receiver. They played together, and it shows. Um, and then real quick, you have three running backs that are very different in um, Jonah Coleman, DJ Williams, uh, Rayshon Luke, and then you got Michael Wiley. But you got one guy, I think Luke is 5'9", 175, some more of the scat back. Uh, Williams is uh, six feet two. 225, and then you've got Coleman, who is a combination of the two. He's 5'9, 225. Mm. Uh, also, in Coleman, you got a guy who's got like 20 plus receptions on the year. So they've just become very versatile, which, as you know, if you give Jed Fish those kind of options, then it's just going to be next level. Um, and they've got great receivers, great backs. And, you know, it's one of those things when the starting quarterback got hurt and a freshman stepped in, things were meant to be. Yeah, and they're sitting in fourth place overall in the Pac-12. Yeah, they can win half, it. Half game, half game behind uh, USC, but uh, it's been exciting. It's been really exciting to see. They've been the highlight of Pac-12 after dark. Uh, two of those three wins, uh, it's midnight and – what else is there to do but watch some Pac-12 football? And it's and, and man, it's been fun. So Just we're gonna keep next year. Just get me to next year right now. If I can hit a yeah. fast forward button, fuck for this sure, shit. for sure. So we're gonna we're gonna move on um, and talk about the college football playoff rankings that came out yesterday. Uh, like I said at the show start, no changes, which I I have to admit I I'm I'm really surprised i thought for sure one and two would be kind of flip-flopped uh it sounds like the committee really is um holding on to ohio state's uh, resume as their reasons for number one but again ohio state number one georgia two michigan three and florida state five um brandon i'm going to start with you what's your take and do you gr agree with uh what we're looking at right here um, it, it's all going to work itself out at this point. I mean, I don't, I, Ohio State's not the number one team in the country. Let's just be honest. Uh, the resume is getting worse. Notre Dame continues to lose. Uh, the, that Clemson game was just a punch in the face. I mean, Notre Dame should have just boat raced Clemson. And I don't know what the hell happened there. But that being said, um, like I said, I mean, top four are probably right. I'll, I'm fine with the top four. Um, you can interchange them a little bit here and there. It's all going to work itself out. And, you know, this is just a formality at this point. I hate being up on the top. I'd rather be chasing. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Ohio State – did we win convincingly over the Rutgers? Absolutely not. Did we cover? Absolutely, we did. You know, the spread was 18 and a half. We won by 19. Okay, yeah, we were down the first half. 
So goes Ohio State. Typical, you know, playing a shitty team. We played down and, you know, we played terrible. Um, but still, offensive line looks like shit. Uh, McCord is sketchy. And, and I'm, I'm really worried about our offense, uh, which is surprising because we have, you know, best receiving core and probably top three running back core in, in the country. And, you know, we can't can't score more than, you know, 30 points a game. So a little, little skeptical on that. But, you know, we'll see. Defense um, wins championships. So hopefully ours does this year. Well said. Brandon, or I'm sorry, Robbie, uh, you're a Tennessee guy. You're an SEC guy as well. Um, no uh, represent or Georgia number two. Um, yeah. Um, they had a little bit of a, a, a tough – Tough bout against Missouri. They gave them everything they 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 could handle. But uh, do you agree with this this ranking this week? I mean, agree, disagree. It doesn't really matter. This just shows that this is just a waste of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 it's look, a TV like, show. It's a TV well, show. Like, it State, it's ratings. Like, like, let's just go through a little bit, just a small bit of logic, if you will. Penn State's worst loss is to number one Ohio State. They're at 10, but they're behind Alabama, whose worst loss is to Texas. But Texas is ahead of Alabama and Penn State, who lost Oklahoma, who's lost twice. And then Ole Miss, who lost Alabama. Like, there's like, there's no GD. There's no formula for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, and then, so it's just, and so like they didn't re rank these teams this week. They just, filled the same formula yeah these like i get it it's entertainment but as far as caring about it it's really freaking stupid it it all works itself out and like it it, it's a formality like fill out the ballot if penn state beats michigan this weekend how do they jump ahead of oregon they can't right they won't yeah or texas so it, it will work but, itself out, but the only question I have is why is Florida State ahead of Washington? Yeah, that 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 blows my mind. That blows Oregon, my mind. For that matter. They beat Oregon. Yeah. They won at Arizona. Who we just because it's about. a different conference. They won at and they're leading conference and blah blah blah. They want all eyes. It's just all money. It's a money formality. So yeah, yeah. I Washington agree with that. would wax. It's Florida never State. the best team. Oregon would wax Florida State. Not Oregon at this Washington point. would wax Texas. Yes, I, there's not a Big Twelve team that can play in this con or in yeah. the top four. I'll I'll go back to what Herb Street said last night. If Ohio State goes into Ann Arbor and beats Michigan, then absolutely they're the best team in the country. So I don't think it, these are these are just talking points. And like you said, Robbie, it's a it's it's a TV show. Up until the final week, we really don't know. And, hey, and, and real quick, real quick, real quick, Tom. Can Ole Miss get in the playoff? If they run the table, yeah. They, 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 beat, they beat Georgia this weekend. One loss. They're second place in the Western Division. Yes, they do. They because in? you said it earlier. There's no way an SEC champion is not going to no, be represented. Ole Miss, though, they wouldn't play in the championship. They'd be a one loss. Oh, oh. With okay. that one okay. loss being at Alabama yeah. in a close yeah. game, 
Yes. And if, Alabama yeah, wins, if they beat Georgia they, and then Georgia beats Alabama, can get in. Can yeah. Ole yeah. Miss get in. That's going to bring yeah. that would bring a whole lot of chaos at the at, at the end of the year to, to determine fitting uh, chaos for the final uh, four seed uh, playoff here. So, Raj, real quick, we'll start with you. Give me your top five. Uh, ooh, I wasn't ready for that. I am not a believer in Florida State, so we're just going off who we think are the five best teams and not based yeah. on rankings and just, shit. Just your eyeballs and your your what you've seen. Uh, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Washington, Oregon, with That's Alabama fun. right there as well. And I don't know if I – I mean, I, I could put Washington at two, and I don't think many people would argue. Yeah. Yeah. No, the top four are interchangeable at this point. I mean, you can yeah. – you know, they're, they'll play themselves out. Who are you going with, Brandon? I got uh, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Washington, Oregon, Florida State. That's six. Sorry. All right. I got Georgia, Oregon, Washington, Michigan, and Bama. Ooh, mixed it up a little bit. Um, I, I like Georgia. I think what they've been able to do after Brock Bowers gets hurt, it's kind of shocking. I think a lot of us here in this room thought that their offense would kind of suffer a little bit, but uh, they've been able to really keep keep the ball rolling. Oh, great. There's thunder. Who'd have thought mid-November and we're getting a thunderstorm in Michigan. God hope I don't lose power. But it's anyways. It's hot as hell here. It's like 82 oh, degrees. That's 43 here. Oh. So. So we're going Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Washington, and Oregon. And I think Oregon could be number one um, at this point. What, what they've what they've mm-hmm. been doing as of uh, as of late, what they did to you. I'll come back to it. What they did to Utah at Utah was sure. was was impressive. So. Surgical. And it's it's very likely that you know you see Washington, Oregon, and the, the championship in Oregon. Just boat races, Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who wouldn't be fired up to watch that game again? Oh, I mean, God. God. unbelievable, unbelievable. So, so it, the Pac-12 championship it, is it in the is it a home field or is it back in San Francisco? It's home field, I think. Home field. So, so be back in Washington. Okay, Giddy up. And, and and man, that game was uh, memorable. And it, It'll be it'll be fun to watch that again. So, my, boys, my money's on Oregon. That game. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Fellas, are you ready? I'm Let's ready to this. get people rich. Let's do it. It's time for bet your nuts. Yes, sir. It's that time again. It's uh, bonus bet your nuts. We're going to give you six matchups for this week and good, good lineup. Pretty good games this week in college. Uh, and we're going to start with the boys in blue, Michigan going to Happy Valley, giving Penn State four and a half points. Uh, I seen the ESPN predictor has Penn State a 50 point. I think it was four or five percent uh, chance to win this game. Brandon, who do you like here? Is this a whiteout? Is it a night game? It is a noon kick. God, it is a whiteout, but it's a noon uh, kick. Such complete bullshit. Typical Big Ten. What are they? This is, this is the, the the Fox 
Uh, I know. And then they got Ohio State, Michigan State playing at 630. 730. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 630 my time. But who wants to watch that shit? Yeah. Nobody. USC at Colorado at 11 a.m. Michigan rolls here. I mean, give me them all. Four and a half. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Penn State's terrible. Robbie. I wouldn't trust James Franklin to babysit my dog. I'm, (laughs) I'm going the Wolverines also. Three and 16 career against top 10 teams. Raj. Oh, Michigan. And I I will pick Michigan as well. I think uh, they have a, a chip on their shoulders and they're playing for uh, Coach Harbaugh. James Franklin is the most overrated coach in the whole sport, I think. He's, he's, he's just a big turd. Big turd. Heading down to Lexington, Kentucky, the – Roll Tide, Alabama, giving UK 10 and a half, uh, noon kick on Saturday. Uh, Raj, we'll start with you. Don't question Saban in November. Whatever it is, Alabama. Robbie. Um, ditto. <laughs> yeah. Brandon. Man, I wanted to be so different here. <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're rolling. In uh, in Sab- Saban uh, knows how to pull the right strings and push the right buttons at it, the right. If time. he wins this year, he's retiring though. He knows how to I, steal the right signs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I saw somebody. I don't know if it was a joke or not, but uh, somebody said he he'll go to Texas A and M. I can't imagine that happening, but. Uh, we're going to talk about the aforementioned Washington Huskies, the Utes of Utah heading into Seattle. Washington giving eight and a half points, 330 kick Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think Washington can feel Oregon nipping at their heels, and they hear everything. And this is, this is a game where Penix really needs to step up. He hasn't had a – Penix-like game his last couple weeks. I think coming home helps him. Uh, eight and a half, I will take the Huskies. Brandon. Yeah, this is a 14 to 17 point game in my eyes. Give me Washington all day. Robbie Davis. Give me Utah. And there's been rumors of AM talking to Josh Heupel behind the scenes. I don't think he leaves for AM though. But mm. Raj. Interesting. Yeah. Backup quarterback. They may as well red shirt uh, homeboy at this point. I, I can't even think. And I know that team in and out. Uh, but at Seattle, rainy November, Huskies. Yeah. Uh, look out for Notre Dame coming in and, and taking Utah's quarterback in the in the portal. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he jumps in. To Damn do right. Stand- Cam Rising, yeah. Does uh, he have the hair as that Hartman does? I don't think he's he got can... longer hair. He's, he's got uh, longer hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's Hartman a has leader, that's for sure. Hartman has more of a uh, the Italian stallion look, uh, and Cam Rising looks like he Revolta. just you know likes to drink beer. But um... <laughs> uh, all right, all right, uh, Robbie, we got your volunteers heading into Missouri. Uh, this this could possibly be the game of the weekend. Tennessee giving one 330 kick 
Uh, we'll go you last, Robbie. I want to get your take. Uh, Raj, we'll start you with you on this one. So we're doing that. I just don't trust uh, Joe on the road. Give me uh, the home team. Brandon. Missouri. Yeah, I agree. I think what we saw with Missouri in Athens last last week, I mean, they played a hell of a, you know, first three quarters. Uh, that's a scrappy team. I, I like uh, the Tigers here. Uh, Robbie, what do you think? Well, as usual, you guys are dum-dums. <laughs> um, schedule matters, guys. Tennessee just played UConn at home. Missouri's played Georgia on the road. They're beat up. Even going home, Missouri crowd sucks. It's a it's a Vanderbilt plus crowd. Not a big deal. Probably a home game for the Vols. Vols get this, man. This is easy. Sets up. Ole Miss is going to be well. Yeah. I won't spoiler alert. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Missouri. Uh, Tennessee is going to beat Missouri. Is what you're going to say? Yeah. This is his closing argument statement. You know, the whole, you know, you can make it work either way kind of deal. I like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Missouri also has the best kicker in the country, so that could come into play. <laughs> Ole Miss heading down to Athens. Georgia giving 10.5 points. This is a make or break, I think, for, for both schools here. Uh, Brandon, who do you like in this one? Uh. I think Ole Miss is better than Missouri, and we saw that game. Um, give me Missouri to cover here. I think Georgia wins, but I'll, I like uh, Ole Miss to cover. Robbie, I, I, Sorry, I'm, I said Missouri. I, I, I'm waiting with bated breath your uh, commentary here. Yeah, so, so, so this, this is the thing. So – Rarely do you get a chance to go through the Saban smart defense twice in a season. Lane Kiffin gets to do that. Lane Kiffin, he's a jackass. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Lane Kiffin hater. I, I, I don't mind. Hey, go to your dream job. That's fine. I, I don't mind that what he did. Um, he's a brilliant mind offensively. This is the second time in like three weeks going against this Saban smart defense. I think he finally breaks through. I got Ole Miss winning and covering. Ooh, ooh interesting. Interesting. Is that, is that the Vols path to the SEC championship here? That's what he's foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. So I yeah, see the, it. I already hashtag, see it. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag Homerism. So let's, you know, let's put a buyer's like, Warning sign on that before we bet. Warning. <laughs> Items may be closer than they appear. Yeah, for sure. Let's Raj, save us. Save us here, Raj. Uh, I don't question Kirby Smart in November. Take Georgia. Yeah. Um, Lane Kiffin it reminds me a lot of James Franklin. When it matters most, he kind of, you know, shits the bed. Although 11 seems really high to me. So I think they cover, but Georgia's going to come out on top. So give me Ole Miss to cover. A fumble here okay. or there. You got money line, kids. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So we got SC heading into 16. Oregon. 
16 and a half. You got 14 and a half in that sheet. This is a um this is a big number with an explosive offense that SC has that we, you know, we talked about earlier. So I'll go to you last, Raj. So we'll start with Brandon. Uh, you know USC. what? You know what, Brandon? Yeah. I am I absolutely put the wrong number there. It is minus 14 and a half. 14. That's my fault. Like, That's no, my good. fault on the uh, on like, the graphic. Oh. Yep. It's like that changes things. Yeah, it I is mean, 14. That's still a big number. Yeah. It is a big number. But so my apologies on the graphic. It is 14. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um All right. So Oregon's going to win this game by how much? I don't know. Uh 14 and a half. Seems like a big number. Six and a half was for sure USC. I mean, I could see that touchdown, you know, kind of swing, but just because their defense is in disarray now, they just fired their D coordinator. They know the season's over. Uh, I mean, how much more does Caleb Williams have to give in this season? And I, I mean, I think he's he's a stand-up dude. He's going to try and give it all. I still like Oregon here, man. I, I like Oregon to cover the points. They're they're a high-powered offense, and, man, they score a lot of points quickly. So, I mean, give me Oregon here. Robbie. Yeah. Oregon's going to boat race them. Defense, there are, defense already sucks. They're changing defense coordinators. They're going to try to change to a three from a 3-3-5 three, three, to a 4-3 or 3-4. No, not against this team. Oregon rolls. I think sometimes when they make drastic changes, teams in general, it kind of rejuvenates some teams. Look at the Raiders last week. Look at how inspired they played with uh, Antonio Pierce at, at under the helm. So, um, but unfortunately for USC, they're doing this prime time in a very hostile environment in Oregon. Uh, it, it, it's definitely a tall task for them. Uh, Oregon's been rolling. They beat Cal last week, 63-19, who gave USC all they could handle a couple weeks ago. So, um, unfortunately, I, I think USC goes in there and and loses by 17 at, at the minimum. So, give me Oregon. Raj, what's your take? Yeah, I think people don't realize, even in my dreams, that USC can switch to a 4-3 in the span of a week. That's not the way it works. Uh, you don't reinvent the wheel like that. Uh, plus, they're using co-defensive coordinators. One of them is Brian Odom, linebacker's coach, who's worked under Grinch uh, for a few years. The other one's Sean Nua, who is a outstanding coach. But, you know, I think they'll be safer in their calls and their in their – Base D is not trying to be so tricky, but at Oregon, who has a very understated and excellent defense this year, mm-hmm. um, excellent against the run, just much better and more sound defensively than years past, uh, even though they're missing some some headline players. So I'm going to take USC just to be different, uh, but make no mistake about it, Oregon and Dan Lanning, they've always been about show. They know they need to embarrass people to get up into that top four. And there's no better team to try to embarrass than no question the marquee program of the West Coast. 
now and forever, even with three losses, and that's USC. So I'm taking USC knowing that I'm going to lose because I think Oregon's going to try to do everything they can. And this being a night game, it's just like, yeah, not awesome. It's tough. So we're coming to the end, boys. Final words. We'll we'll go round table really quick. Um, Brandon, final words for tomorrow. Final words. Um, You know, this whole scandal situation, whatever. It's it's just a big, like, look over here kind of deal to me. I know there's something. Obviously, there's smoke, there's fire. There's something going on. But it shouldn't happen this season. I mean, there you can't take away what Michigan is doing in, in, in their season. Like I said, line up, play ball. Doesn't matter if you know the the car or not, but um, hopefully they'll get to the bottom of it. Justice will be served, but not too early. All right, Robbie, final words. Um, Final words for me are this is the time of the year that uh, sports really blossom. College basketball is starting. Uh, The Vols, again, have a top 10 team making another run at it and uh it's preposterous that a school with this resources this talent has never made a final four but we're gonna try again um so i was up there just just don't go to new york uh in the tournament (laughs) yeah i was up the game i was up the game friday we looked really good i would play at at wisconsin uh this friday um just really excited about college basketball getting started again Really, very good, very good. Raj, final words. Yeah, Rob and I knew we'd be uh, stealing each other's thunder. For me, though, I win because it's obvious that with a three-loss team and uh, firing of staff and about to get murdered by Oregon, <laughs> yay, basketball season, woohoo! Uh, I'm stoked on our backcourt, man. Isaiah Collier, the number one recruit overall. If you haven't seen him, watch him. He's sensational, uh, just plays downhill, big guard, such a soft, effortless touch with the basketball, and Boogie Ellis, a knockdown shooter. So like Robbie, we've got some top 10 uh, expectations, and it's going to hurt even more when we get bounced in the second round. Yeah, and so people <laughs> are new to this podcast, as nerdy as, nerdy as Raj and I are about college football, we are even more nerdy about college basketball. And so, yeah, yes, way more. all season, we, even though – Brandon and Tom don't want to talk about it. We will sneak in our college basketball hey, plug. Hey, I'll talk about college basketball like you guys talk about baseball, but we'll yeah. we'll, we'll get into it. My uh, M- Michigan Wolverines had a nice start uh, to their season. Oh, yeah, a, former, a former uh, Tennessee uh, kid. Uh, yeah, come on, uh, played really well, leading the way. Great. But, um, but my final okay. words. Oh, go. Oh, Brandon, you got something? No, you guys won too, boys. I did pay attention. I think we played like uh, Akron or somebody, but, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. close. I think seventy-nine, seventy-six or something. But you know, <laughs> hey, we hey, won. That's a dub. At, at least you're not Michigan State, who lose to James Madison at home oh, in overtime. Man. So, but sorry, uh, Shardy Nation. Nation, but uh, my final words are: the book is going to be starting to be written with Michigan this week. Uh, 
the whole they haven't played anybody, it's going to be put to rest. They're playing a top 10 Penn State team. And I think we're going to learn a lot about what this team is made of. Circumstances, I think, has fueled their drive, fueled their fire. Although I didn't think they, they played their best football last week against Purdue. But nonetheless, they did win 41-13. Uh, since this whole scandal's come out, they've outscored Michigan State and Purdue 90-13. to 13. So whatever the case has been, they've, they've stepped up, they've played well, they've done what they're supposed to do. But we're going to really learn a lot about them this, this week if they can go into Happy Valley and uh, take down Penn State. So we'll see what happens. So great show, fellas. Times I'd outscore you too. Quick, quick question for you, Tom, real quick. Yes, yes. Uh, if Michigan only wins by like seven points, do you feel like that's a – Big deal, or what do you think? Personally, yes. But when you look at the spreads, four and a half, I think it'll drop. I think it'll probably start it. If you don't kickoff, beat it'll James be four. Franklin, don't show up next week. I well, uh, Just, but I don't think that's going to matter. I don't think. Back to my matter. point, like you know, when when they set a spread for you and you actually cover, like that's still a good win, right? Sure, on the road, top ten team. You know, I, I, but selfishly, I, I want it to be a double digit win because James Franklin, was, not, not a fan. And uh, I yeah. think it'll help their, help their cause a little bit more the more they win. So we'll see. Well, good show. Hope you guys yep. lose. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> As always, hey, look, fellas, I changed the, I got the right graphic oh, look at for, that. for uh, Twitter there, or I'm sorry, for X. So go oh. follow all the socials. You see the name, you see the, the 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 call, the handle. So go give us a follow, like, subscribe. It really does help out our cause. It gives us a better reach. So we definitely appreciate that. And look forward to our NFL kickoff show that'll air tomorrow night. That'll be Thursday night at 7 p.m. That will lead into probably the biggest snooze fest Thursday night game of the season, the Carolina Panthers facing the Chicago Bears. So, uh, yeah, take <laughs> the under. For a lot. Take, take the under in that game. So, for Brandon Chain, Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, my name is Tom Sloan. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheer.